0: Flins, 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 omnibus, 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 omnibus Omnibus. This is about you. And it's about me. It's about all of us, working together to form a more perfect union. Hence the word Omnibus in the title. Let's talk about what we can do all of us, omnibus, to fix things. It's been a busy week for American jurisprudence. Major decisions have come out of the Supreme Court recently, and on the whole, I've been pretty happy with them. Now, The one I believe will have the greatest impact on American democracy, this ephemeral thing we call the republic, will be the 5-4 decision authored by Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, about the constitutionality of using independent commissions to draw legislative boundaries instead of partisan legislatures. I think this will have the widest effect because we've gotten away from the people picking their representatives, and instead, we have the representatives picking their people. This has become a problem. And it's probably the single biggest reason that we have gridlock, that we have a tremendous amount of polarization within each political party, and it contributes to the general feeling of, to use Jimmy Carter's favorite word, or probably least favorite word if you were to ask him about it, the feeling of malaise, that our politics is broken. We all gripe about it. We all get on Facebook. We all get on Twitter. We all say silly things trying to vent. But I want to propose an actual solution. I think we have a unique opportunity to pass a constitutional amendment... Both changes the size of the United States House of Representatives as well as makes elections for the House much fairer, much more available to a wider variety of candidates, and that maybe takes the first step in getting money out of the process. To truly get money out of the process, you'd have to pass an amendment to overturn Citizens United, and such amendments have been proposed. But I want to concentrate on the idea of the size of the House and the districts thereof. So come with me, won't you? Let's talk about the size of the House of Representatives. When the first Congress convened, there were 65 representatives in theory, not all had made it there yet, Uh, Some states weren't technically in the Union yet, but according to Article 1, Section 2 of the United States Constitution, which I have in front of me, in the third paragraph, the number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000, but each state shall have at least one representative. And then the next clause goes how until the first enumeration or census is done, how, how many representatives each state will have. One for every 30,000. Someone did the math, and if we kept that ratio today, which is in the Constitution, we'd have over 10,000 members of the United States House of Representatives. That's kind of hairy. But I appreciate the impulse behind it. Right now... Each member of the United States House of Representatives, in theory, represents about 728,000 people. That's a lot. And in some states it's less, because each state is allowed to have one. Wyoming, with a population of about 550,000, has its one representative. But Montana, with a population now estimated to be over one million, also has just one representative. This creates some interesting disparities in representation, not just in the at-large states with one representative, but in the states with multiple representatives as well. The power of one individual in, say, California is less than the power of an individual in Wyoming because that one person in California is part of a larger district than the person in Wyoming each congressional district in California has 700 and some thousand people in it, whereas Wyoming, the sole congressional district, has 500 and some thousand. This is a fairly uh, wide distance in the amount of representation. It's nearly 200,000 people, and that's problematic. On top of it, There's no reason it has to be this way. The size of the house is fixed by statute. The Permanent Apportionment Act of 1929, which fixed the house at 435. The story of why 435 is interesting. From the founding of the country up to 1912, the house grew essentially every 10 years. I think there was once in the 1840s that it actually got a little smaller because... The Democrats took power and wanted to undercut the Northern Whigs or something like that. I'm a little rusty on the details. But for most of the history of the Republic, as the population has increased, so has the House. Well, in 1912, they never did the apportionment properly. So they just kept it at 435, and for some reason that number has taken on the significance that it has, and that's where we keep it. The problem is, if the house stays fixed at 435 and the population keeps growing, you end up in situations where one person has to represent three quarters of a million people. And on top of that, once you hit that point, to be able to mount an effective campaign to run for and hopefully win that office, you find yourself in a situation where all you do is fundraise or you're beholden to special interests. And that's counter to the spirit and purpose of American democracy as well. So what can we do about it? Let's find out. I would like to announce that today, July 4, 2015, I, Wes Flynn, am proposing a constitutional amendment. This amendment will be the 28th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. And basically, the amendment says that The size of the United States House of Representatives will be at least one for every tenth of one percent of the population. At least one for every one-tenth of one percent. So that's going to be a house of at least a thousand representatives. Each state shall still have at least one representative. Uh, Although I think, if I've done the math correctly, most of the states would have at least, most of the smaller states, I should say, would have at least two or three. And then, since there would be more than one for each state, each state shall rep- elect its representatives by district, and then the amendment also goes further and insists upon a, an independent commission to draw the district lines, take it out of the hands of the partisan legislatures. A couple of states already do this, as I mentioned earlier, and it was just upheld by the Supreme Court. So I think this is something we need to pursue. Interestingly enough, there is support for this on both the left and the right. Now, I don't claim to be a spokesperson for the entire left, but there is a general sense that we need to do more to get money out of politics to make representation more truly representative. And our friends on the right, of all people, the Tea Party... A lot of Tea Party types are in favor of this as well. I've put up some links on the blog to a couple of Tea Party sites in question that were speaking positively about the idea of expanding the size of the house. I have also put up on the blog an Excel spreadsheet that shows what the house might look like at different sizes. Uh, The one in particular I've put up is, what if we had a house of 1,589 members? What would each state's apportionment look like? I'll put up some links to how the apportionment is figured as well. There have been several different methods over the years. The one we use now is the Huntington Hill method. And it's a very effective device, but it's not without its problems. So I'll put all these links up on the blog, and we can continue the discussion there. In the meantime, enjoy the 4th of July. Think about all the freedoms that we have here, and help work with me to restore some of these freedoms. We'll have more discussion about this in upcoming episodes of this podcast, if there are to be upcoming episodes of this podcast. Special thanks to Jeff Trotier and Dave Tank, to actual honest-to-goodness attorneys for their insights and assistance in the crafting of the amendment. And the music that you're hearing was written by me, conducted by the late Robert Ian Winston, and performed by the Czech Philharmonic, the piece is Rational Exuberance. It's still available out there on the Naxos website if anyone is interested in it. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful day.